Harry, I have no idea where this will lead us, but I have a definite feeling it will be a place both wonderful and strange. This is. I'm gonna try not to. Don't look at me with this mug. I'm a sexual mug. Is what <laughs> I'm saying. It's not a sexual mug. Has Brett Brett's never brought this up before? Because I no. feel like Brett's a very sexual man. <laughs> Maybe I haven't given is him he, that mug. Is he? Is he got his headphones on? <laughs> you can interrupt him. No, that's well. I bet I, I bet I could with this. <laughs> yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna turn it around. Okay, you ju- you just do your thing. All right. Got it. <laughs> hey, Eric. Hey, Tess. <laughs> did you watch uh, the latest episode of Twin Peaks? I did. You bet I did. I'm so glad so yeah. that we can discuss it on our podcast. Same peaks, y'all. Mm-hmm. The podcast where two librarian geeks talk about the TV show Twin Peaks once every few weeks. Every, I like every few weeks. Give me a high five, Tess. High five. Hiya! Listeners, you're probably aware we're a little out of practice, right? (laughs) It's been a while. It's been a while. There's been, holidays have happened. We're in a whole new year. Yeah. How's 2019 treating you so far? It's going okay, I guess. You want to know what I love about New Year's? What do you love about New Year's? So so I'm driving home. Yeah. Driving. Oh, I'm going to go home today. And you know what I see outside? And I never, I don't think I ever see this. And I think it's a New Year kind of thing. People running? (laughs) <laughs> buckets of people running like it looks like i'm in like a nike commercial or like no 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 i'm in i'm in a fitbit commercial and there are people running this way people running that way people walking their dogs it's amazing i yeah. love it i want to join them you know yeah you should like a, get just, out there and run just, just roll out of my car keep the car the car is just speeding ahead <laughs> People screaming, it bursts into flames. I just roll out, road rash all over my arms, and start running after them. Oh man, what a new year! That would be cr- well. That's my New Year's resolution. Actually, I take that back. You want to know what my real New Year's resolution is? Yeah, sure. My New Year's resolution is to gain twenty pounds by twenty twenty. <laughs> nice. I'm, I'm really working hard on it. You're bulking up. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Well, it's bulking season. Well, it's winter. Wh- you I want to have enough weight on me that someone could stab me with scissors. <laughs> And it won't hit any vital organs. That's like, my that's like, my goal. Like Baji on Into the Badlands. Yeah, like yeah. Baji as Into the Badlands. Hey, guys, thanks so much for listening. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry, Tess. I'm, I'm sorry. out of... I don't know what the word is. is huh? Out of sorts has negative connotations. I'm out of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> you're in the uh, You're in the perfect mindset then to talk about this crazy show. You know show. what? That is true. With Twin Peaks... You never oh, know what to boy. expect. By the way, Tess, you're a super fan. I am. Oh, yeah. We should yeah, explain. Yeah. I really love the TV show Swin Peaks. Mm-hmm. I've seen it multiple times. Mm-hmm. My friend Eric here 
He's never seen the TV have, show. I have not. I am watching the show as we are. We do an, uh, each episode of the podcast is about an episode of the show, and I watch the show Twin Peaks literally hours before we record. Usually, I did it this morning. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and what then a so, way to start your day. Oh boy, that was an exciting <laughs> way. I was like, boy, I'm sleeping. I was like, what is going on? Uh, uh, and so I have sworn on um, uh, uh, by the the spoiler dove. Um, that I will not look up any spoilers from uh, future episodes past where we're at or look at uh, any articles or listen to any podcasts or the spoiler dub will pack my eyes out. And uh, that's where we're at. What episode are we talking about today? We're talking about season two, episode 15. The arbitrary title is Slaves and Masters. I thought this one worked. This title worked for me. You think so? Yeah. 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 No, I don't know. I think it worked more than what was that one called Masquerade or Mass Ball? And I was <laughs> yeah, like, that one was I was weird. like, where was the Mass Ball at? <laughs> I will say this episode has kind of a, a nickname amongst Twin Peaks fans. Ooh. Did you happen to notice who directed this episode? You bet I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have? Would you like to guess who directed this episode? Was it David Schmitz? <laughs> It know, was not David a... Schminch, and it wasn't David Lynch, oh. although I feel like it Was looks, it Steven Spielberg? It looks very David Lynchian. I'm going to just tell you, it's Diane Keaton. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah. She, the I, one that you're thinking of. I didn't really... She did directing type stuff. Yeah, I guess she just, dabbles in direction, and she oh. directed this episode of Twin Peaks, and this Twin Peaks episode is <clears throat> known in the fan community as... The Diane Keaton episode. Is this the only one? I believe so. And um, it is uh, one of the least enjoyed episodes of Twin Peaks in the fan community. Really? Yeah. This is amazing. Yeah. Well, I mean, you and I will uh, discuss what how many fish in a percolator. A lot of people don't we, like this episode. Yes. Yeah. A lot of people think that season two in general is a dip in quality for the TV show, but... Uh, uh, and, and this this episode had a lot of the things that most people don't like about Twin Peaks. So interesting. In it. And we'll, we can talk about yeah, it. Yeah, we we'll, we'll talk about it in the, in the thing. And we'll, we'll see how many fish in a percolator it ends up with. And we'll, we'll be the judges of whether this episode's good or it's not. It's so interesting when you tell me things like, oh, people say genuinely season two's a dip, pig's. You know me. I'm the opposite. I think it's hitting its stride and finally picking up. Maybe not finally. I've loved it the whole time. But, I mean, now I feel like, I don't know. I just enjoy it. Well, um, it uh, should I shall I read the Log Lady intro? Is it your episode? turn? I believe it's my turn. It's been so long. I know. It might not be my turn, but I'm Were just going to Have I'm you been really excited it. about this test? Because it's been a while, right? <laughs> I, I have been excited. Yeah. I've been excited to talk about Twin Peaks yeah, with you, buddy. I am too. I mean, I, I'm so... So what I usually do is I listen to our last episode of our podcast yeah. before I watch the episode Oh, of to Twin give Peaks. yourself Give a, me a refresher, because usually enough time passes, because... Yeah. You know, I'm like usually about two weeks passes between each episode for me, so I get a little confused sometimes. That's a good way to recap it for yourself, though. Yeah, and I'm like, these hosts are hilarious. And I go, like, oh, that's me and Tess. Whoa, we're funny people. <laughs> well, do you remember who did the Log Lady intro in the last episode? Yeah, I think it was me. Okay, all yeah, right. I think it was me. It's my turn. <laughs> Chris, right. if I'm wrong, 
Let, let, us, let know. us know, buddy. <laughs> let us Both know. Chris's. Yeah. Shout out to uh, our best friend of the podcast, Chris, mm-hmm. and also Chris Lozenge. If Thanks, you're Chris. Listening. And also shout out to Jr. from the Wrapped in Podcast. Wrapped in Podcast. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, my friend. Yeah. Hopefully, we're gonna get a. Um, a, uh, a collaboration going. I think so. So is the Raptin? This is just between you and me, Tess. Yeah, and the is, people listening. Is the Raptin podcast podcast a good Twin Peaks podcast? Oh yeah, it's yeah? legit, man. Yeah, is it really good? It's really like. Good. Is it like if I listen to it, like when we're done recording, like yeah. when we we've done our all our episodes and the spoiler dub, like once I'm past, <laughs> I'm allowed to go and listen to all Twin Peaks stuff. And I listen to it. Am I going to go back and be like? Oh my goodness, what we have been making <laughs> is total amateur hour. <laughs> well, I wouldn't think of it that way. I like our podcast, yeah. but the Raptin Podcast guys are really super thoughtful dudes. Oh. Like, they're intellectuals. Well, well. But I guess in that way, we're just a bunch of well, trash pandas. Wait a second. <laughs> you and me. <laughs> we are just a couple of trash pandas, but, um, <laughs> but we are on, uh, uh, in house Ravenclaw. So that's, true. that's a something. That's true. We, we do mostly eat the garbage <laughs> in the dormitory of Ravenclaw, but okay. Okay, what's that log intro? All right, here's the log lady intro. A death mask. Is there a reason for a death mask? It is barely a physical resemblance. In death, the muscles so relaxed, the face so without an animating spark. A death mask is almost an intrusion on a beautiful memory. And yet, who could throw away the casting of a loved one? Who would not want to study it longingly as the distant freight train blows its mournful tone? Nice. (laughs) Thank you. I believe this refers to, I mean, we actually see a death mask in this episode. We do. It's pretty creepy, too. You know what that makes me think of? What does it make you think of? Of George Washington's death mask. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Where can you see that? Can you see that at Mount Vernon? I think it might be on display at Mount Vernon. I I think it's a thing that moves sometimes to different locations. I just know because you enjoy presidential stuff. I do enjoy the Once we're done all this Twin Peaks nonsense, we can get started (laughs) with our presidential cast. Oh, we're going to do a presidential podcast? Probably. It's going to be called uh, Same Presidents, y'all. Maybe. (laughs) And we're going to, it's going to be us reading our fan fiction where we ship different presidents (laughs) to fall in love. I'm hoping that Taft and Roosevelt kind of mend their uh, falling out. And uh, I want to get a nice mustache on mustache action. That's going to be great. I can't wait. Yeah, you can't wait. It's going to be good. Um, I think this log lady intro, yeah. pretty applicable, right? Yeah, There's literally yeah. a death mask. Like you, like about like the titles. Sometimes they seem to go along with the episode. Yeah. And sometimes well, they seem like I think sometimes they seem so um, <laughs> like separate that I've even argued maybe they don't even have to go with the episodes. Yeah. You know? Yeah, this so. one though directly correlates. Should we get into our recap segment? <laughs> Or we could keep talking about trash pandas. But no, yeah, you're right. We, presidential we, we, fan fiction. I know. You're probably like, how am I going to keep this man on track? He's so out of sorts today. But you're right. Let me hear. Wait. I'm ready. You're ready. He's serious now. He looks really serious. I'm serious. All right. right. Serious enough for us to begin our first segment, which is where I recap the episode and Eric jumps in with his color commentary. I got my highlighter in case we run across any mysteries. Mm-hmm. Um, the show opens with a very ominous slow motion close-up 
on chess pieces. I liked it. You Very liked cool. That. So here's the deal. JR probably knows this. Did they have a little tiny camera? Or were those really big chess pieces? <laughs> right? That was really cool. It was pretty cool. Uh, and then also throughout the episode, we get like a chess piece like showing up in our face. Yeah. When you is this the worst reviewed Twin Peaks episode ever? Because it's a me. I, I mean. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that there there are definitely some who hate it and I don't know of any who love it. <laughs> well, maybe you're about to meet your first person. Maybe I don't know. Maybe. So funny. Uh, Evelyn and Malcolm uh, are spinning a tale mm. about James in which they are framing James for the murder of Evelyn's husband. Um, that cop can't spell. What? Well, here, wait, wait. Here's the deal. I I felt for this cop because I do like when he was like J H Car. <laughs> I felt for him because spelling's hard sometimes. Spelling is hard, but it, that was, it just seems so strange. It's like, by the way, the cops are stupid. <laughs> what I would have done if I was this cop, because there's a lot of things I spell wrong all the time. Uh, I would have just written it, and if I didn't know it, I would have scratched it out and wrote car. I wouldn't have said <laughs> it out loud. Said it out I would have said it out loud. So that in, everyone would in know fact, I, I would have scratched it out and wrote car, and then I would have said, I spelled that right. <laughs> <laughs> I would have looked at everyone in the room. I do that now, actually. When I type things in, I turn around. uh, Anne works behind me. I look at her. I go, I spelled that right, Anne. Just like that. And she goes, I believe you. You say it every... That's the third time you said that to me. Um, uh, At Wally's hideout, hideaway, the bar, bar, there's this very bizarre scene. There's, like, opera music playing. There's a line of men in uniform smoking cigars at the bar. Um, There's that very pushy waiter who keeps asking if Donna and James need anything. It's such an interesting scene, because are they watching opera on a TV? Or is there a woman performing opera? No, what is going on? Are they listening to opera on the jukebox? But they're all looking, too. They just all have their heads turned to a certain way. They all, in unison, turn towards the cop, too. And said hi to him. Who are they? Like military at the same people? Time. I have no idea. Because at first I thought there were cops, and I was like, "This is literally the worst place outside <laughs> of like a police station for you guys to be hiding." Yeah, I don't know what was going on in that scene. It was so weird. I liked it because it was almost like a uh, like hiding right underneath people's noses you know it was very like this is actually what made me look up who the director of this episode is because i was like oh man this is so david lynch and then i was like oh no apparently it's diane keaton uh she's doing her best lynch impression i think here for some listeners because some listeners may uh be watching it along with us Mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. like along with me that may be new twin peaks fans um and some may be veteran fans like yourself in case anyone's curious, what is something that someone would know Diane Keaton from? Oh, okay. Yeah, just in case. Um, she uh, is in Woody Allen's movies. Okay. Right? Annie Hall. Because I, I can picture her face, but I literally can't picture anything she's in for some she's reason. She's always very dressed. Like, oh. she's always got lots always of layers on. Always wearing clothes. Yes. Well, like, more clothes than you think are necessary. Like, gloves and hats and glasses and stuff. She was in the First Wives Club. <gasps> she... I'm picturing her in my head. No, do you remember yeah, her? I got okay. It. okay. Okay. I was just curious. <laughs> or just, you know, Google Diane Keaton. She'll pop up and you'll be like, oh, I've seen her in tons of stuff. The first thing that will pop up is she directed this episode. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> it's like what she's most known for. Yeah. <laughs> 
I, I actually liked the scene a lot because I thought it was real creepy. Too. Oh, yeah. And everyone felt very, like, mechanical. And even before that, when the police officer who can't spell when they leave the yeah. room, him and the other police officers are all walking in step with each other. Like, they're marching together. It felt very much like uh, the guards from... Excuse me. The guards from... Uh, Did you um, make that noise? Yeah. That was, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. That was a very personal noise. You weren't supposed to hear that. The, um, the guards from The Wizard of Oz. You know how they're always oh, like yeah. marching, you know, and saying... Yeah, that's interesting. There's like another moment later where I think of Wizard of Oz. We'll, yeah. We'll get to that in a, in a little bit. Um, Truman and Coop are interrogating... Bobby and Shelly, the first of a few interrogations that happens in this episode. And Bobby is telling the truth about their relationship. And he's telling them, like, because they're like, Bobby, why were you even over there? Because obviously they're there because Leo attacked them. I didn't realize their relationship was still a secret after all this, right? Yeah, but... Well, okay. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, Coop is the guy that walks in the room and goes, oh, you had pizza for breakfast, right? Yeah, that's right. Coop probably there, There's been actually everything. a couple moments in this episode where I was like, what? I, mean, I know Maybe Coop, Coop is out of sorts. Coop is out of sorts, just like I am. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, he was thinking about his podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Bobby is also just generally being kind, Bobby. Of, kind of a douche. He's being oh. la douche. Yeah, like, they're like, oh, well... I take that back. Bobby's a nice guy. Is he? <laughs> is he? Is well... He I mean, he does seem to have, like, recommitted himself to Shelly a little bit. Like, he's very much like, I'm going to protect you, Shelly. Which, where, like, in the last episode, we were wondering, is Bobby going to break up with Shelly? I don't know, man. I don't know either. I don't think Bobby knows. <laughs> He probably does. He's, you know, he's young. He's His hormones are raging. His hormones are just... <laughs> Hulking up left and right. Hey, Bobby. It's, it's, <laughs> that's, oh. his, that's his hormone monster. Yeah, his hormone was like, hey, Bobby. <laughs> hey, Bobby. Ooh, talking to, talking to Shelly, talking to Audrey. Hey, Bobby, you're a real man. <laughs> um, a lot of weird, like, out-of-game references in this episode of the podcast. Uh, Netflix show, Big Mouth. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. Um, applause break for Albert. He's back. He's back. Albert's back. Mm. Oh, Albert, uh, he gives Harry a great big hug. He's in love with this man. <laughs> he is, he is, he is in love with Harry. Oh, Sherman. I love it. A great big bear hug. Coop just gets a handshake. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, him and Coop are professional friends. They are. They are. But him and Harry are, are lovers. Albert's walking the path of Gandhi. <laughs> he is. And Mr. Uh, and Dr. King. He's, um, he's back in Twin Peaks to yeah. investigate Wyndham Earl. Wyndham Earl has apparently, he's got, well, Albert's got direct orders from Gordon Cole, who was worried about Goop. Yeah, that's good. (laughs) And Wyndham Earl has been apparently sending various items of Caroline's, like, wedding day garb Mm. to police stations across the country. Um... And uh, we learn here, uh, Albert reveals that the drifter who they found in the Twin Peaks Sheriff Station mm-hmm. um, had been dead for days in order to achieve that pointing to the specific chess piece. There was like a nice kind of like a, a 
like a time that you had to wait so it's perfect so you yeah. can point and then it can set and creepy yeah very uh very uh artistic Super. i would say it was the he also mentions the map was found at the power station that's right mm-hmm. that's right that map of of all of the a places big, that he's been sending. looks like a big letter c or something mm. what does that mean what does it mean oh i should be telling you to highlight things yeah you want me to highlight Let me ask the you letter this. c well <laughs> this episode is brought to you by the letter c the um <laughs> What if I don't have a theory? Should we still highlight? It's a mystery. It is a mystery. It is a mystery. Have we ever decided this? We're only how many episodes into the podcast? <laughs> Let's highlight it. It's a genuine mystery. Okay. okay. Highlight highlight the clothes and highlight the letter C. Okay. Yeah. You got two it. separate mysteries. Yeah. We got to we got to document all mysteries on Twin Peaks. So that is our job. <laughs> There's so many. Harry S. Truman says he's going to assign some police officers to look after Shelly. And he tells uh, Johnny, Jimmy. Bobby? Bobby. Gosh darn it. How many episodes into the show are we? (laughs) Bobby. There's a lot of characters on this show. I know. It's hard. It's okay, He tells Bobby to button it. That's what he says. (laughs) Does he say button it? He does say that. Button it. Yeah. And Albert... (laughs) When Bobby and Shelly are leaving. Get a life. Get a life, punk. Get a life, punk. I, um, I'll tell you right now, I actually really liked how Truman was in this scene. Yeah. Because he's, he's kind of absorbing it. And then he's like, well, I'm going to assign protection. And then Bobby's like, nah, nah. And then he's like, I'm still going to assign protection. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, button it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Which is just kind of like a nice way of being like, dude, you're being disrespectful. And I'm not going to be disrespectful, too, because I'm Harry S. Truman. I'll save that for Josie. <laughs> Uh, more ominous footage. Ominous footage of the mill. Uh, Wyndham Earl is playing the flute. <laughs> this is another part where I thought the flute was TV show music. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, oh. there's actually a man playing a bamboo flute, right? Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. A bamboo flute that samurai, mm-hmm. when their swords were taken away from them, they realized that their flutes could be used as cudgels. And that is apparently the type of flute that Wyndham Earl has been playing. That's amazing. He's going through Leo's crimes. I don't know where he got that rap sheet about Leo. I don't know. You don't have a theory about it or anything? You're waving that highlighter in front know. of my face. I mean, <laughs> I mean... Does he have a contact within the... Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Objection. Leading, leading the witness. Tess, you're better than this. Knock it. What? Are you out of practice, too? Knock it off. Go ahead and highlight it. All right. By go, the way, go ahead and highlight by it. the way, Winamoral is totally crazy. Like he's meowing. I and, don't know how I felt about this because I had high expectations for Winamoral. Remember, in the last episode, I said I was kind of disappointed we even saw his face. Yeah, you I didn't were pretty see excited because they had hyped him up so and much. And I think after seeing him in this episode, I really do like him. I think I've learned with Twin Peaks, you need to take all expectations. And put them right in the garbage can <laughs> so that Tess and I can eat them because they're trash pandas. Um, because I, I, it's not what I expected, but I still think his character's... It, he's kind of out of his mind, more out of his mind than I expected. Yeah. Because, But he's still, like, brilliant, right? Yeah. His mind shines bright like a diamond. Yeah. So. He's so weird. Um, oh, Ed and Norma. Kind of a sweet scene with the Ed Norma. This is a little post uh, post coital scene. Yeah, I think. a little yeah. pillow. They got talk. a little glow on their faces. Yeah, you know? and they're talking to each other about how you know they they should have been together this whole time, mm-hmm. and for decades they've just been 
you know, turning to work to escape the pain of not being together. Um, and then Nadine comes in. Yeah. And she took second at the wrestling tournament. Um, You're not allowed to airplane smash someone or something? <laughs> yeah. I imagine that she picks someone up and, like, turn them around over her head. Like a cartoon. <laughs> or maybe she, like, dive-bombed on them or something. I don't know what she did, but she was disqualified. But she got second place. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how you can be disqualified and also get a trophy, but... We're gonna go with that. This scene actually, when he, when they're when Ed and Nadine Norma, Norma are discussing when they're talking in the bed, yeah, it actually made me think of uh, a lot of like a film technique or a, I guess a recording technique. Maybe I don't know. Jr., let us know. Hey, what's that email by the way, Tess? <laughs> Our email is samepeaksyall at gmail dot com. Email us. Yeah, let us know what what I'm trying to say. The um, <laughs> read Eric's mind in M Night Shyamalan movies. <laughs> okay. Some of the early ones, he would do a thing, and I'm sure other movies do this too. But this is where I recognize it, where like the camera would look at what, like the camera would look at you, uh-huh. and then you would say something, and then the camera would slowly pan to me, and I would say something, and they would pan back to you, and you would say something, and they did that in the scene, like it kind of went yeah. back and forth, as opposed to cutting or having them both in the same scene. Diane Keaton is a skilled director. Yeah, well, it made me think of, they did that a lot in Unbreakable, which is one of my favorite movies, M. Night Shyamalan movie. And also another thing too is I thought that this is a breakthrough. They came out to... uh, They did. They they did come out to Nadine. They spent 20 years waiting. And Nadine is fine with it. So highlight her being fine with it. Okay, because why not? She's got Mike, apparently. She's got, well... She's got Mike. Um, I, I would also say, too, is one last thing for the scene is that um, I think Big Ed's worried that she's going to, like, kill them. Right. That's what, because she's super strong. Yeah. You know? So. Um, Josie and her fingernails are being interrogated. Why is there so much, like, emphasis on her fingernails? She's got beautiful hands. I Remember? know, that's but, like, Kath- that's. It's weird. Like, have they focused on her hands and her nails before? It's- I've never seen her hands or her nails yeah, before. Yeah, I thought it was a little weird. But anyway, she's being interrogated by Truman and, and Coop. Um, they want to know what her real involvement with uh, the Asian man. <laughs> the one um, Asian man that was exclamation killed. Exclamation mark, exclamation mark. His name, they're calling him Jonathan. And they want to know what her involvement was with Jonathan. And Coop excuses himself. I yeah, think so that up- he realizes that Harry and Josie are going to have, uh, like, a moment, a tender moment. I'm going to get a cup of joe. Cup, yes, he's going to get some coffee. Um, and uh, while he's getting coffee, Pete comes in mm-hmm. with all of Josie's uh, dry cleaning. And Pete is telling uh, a funny and mildly racist story about uh, how he was trying to get the dry cleaning and the lady who worked there was Hungarian and they were having a miscommunication because neither of them spoke each other's language. And he's just like, he's covered in clothes. Like he has this huge pile Are they like all fur coats and stuff? Clothes. Well, he, he gives them to Coop because he's got something else he needs to do. And Coop, um, I think he notices... That one of the fur coats is Vicuna. Yeah. And he takes some fibers. And we'll find out what happens with those fibers later. And then Josie gets a call. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And it's Thomas Eckerd, who's wearing his sunglasses. So I hope you were happy about that because I remember you saying Well, like, well I got to tell you. Let's take them off. I later. was worried because I said a lot of people, not new people. And for new listeners, I've got partial facial blindness, which sounds like I'm making it up, but it's as true. It's totally a real it's thing. It's as real as my allergy to, to beer. <laughs> which is also <laughs> Which a is totally also real a real thing. thing. Um, but I now I can identify him because he is from... One of my favorite childhood movies. Oh, really? Yeah. What movie have you ever was seen? <laughs> have you ever seen um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze? I feel like I did It see has that Vanilla movie. Ice in it. I and feel he like sings I did the Ninja see that movie. Well, he, that actor, plays the scientist that helps oh. the Ninja Turtles out. He uh, he makes a concoction that they need to give, <laughs> uh, was it, Toka and Razor, the giant turtle and the giant dog... And they mix it with pepperoni to trick him. And he says he eats it. And he goes, mmm. He goes, pepperoni heaven. Like that. And I was like, I know this man. He's a pepperoni heaven man. So anyway, now once I identified him, I was like, now I know you this recognize guy. recognize And he has a kind of a cool, I don't know. I can't place the accent, but a cool accent. Is it like an English accent or yeah, something, maybe. you know? Yeah, so that helped me out a lot too. Yeah. Um, and he's t- he calls for Josie. And uh, she's like, oh, did you hear? He's like, did you hear about Jonathan? Mm -hmm. Oh, it's dreadful. What happened to him? And Catherine. It's dreadful. (laughs) Dreadful. Dreadful. And Catherine is listening in, but then she, like, is speaking to Thomas Eckerd, I guess. Like. Is she talking to him? I thought maybe she was. Or is she talking to just herself? I don't know, because later in the episode, they have dinner together. So I thought maybe she. Do you remember how, because now, now I don't know if a lot of people have actual, like, phone lines anymore, right. you know? Yes. So, do you remember when you were a kid, if you want to listen in, you just pick the other phone line up yeah. and keep your finger on it, and uh, then you're like, nee. that's what it made me think of. Yeah, but maybe I don't she know. was listening in. That's what I thought of, like, you're like, oh, what are they talking about? Secret <laughs> stuff. Um, yeah, and then, oh, Ben. Ben is still fighting the Civil War. Yes. Yes. I, I've told. I, it's well documented how much I love Ben fighting the Civil War. Yes. By the way, I, I will say. In many ways, aren't we all fighting our own civil wars <laughs> deep down in here? That's so profound. I will say the um, Evelyn James storyline and Ben fighting the Civil War storyline are polarizing storylines in the world of Twitter fans. You know how I feel about these storylines. I know you. You love both of them. I love both. Ah. I love both of them. I would say, if we have a moment to, well, I don't know if you can say which one's your favorite storylines, because you know more than I do. Maybe you can. You have to be safe. Okay. But I think my least favorite, are we allowed to take a little break now for sure, a little yeah, tangent? I think my least favorite storyline, if we were to like rate all of them, I'm not super into the Josie Packard, okay. what's going on? Because yeah. I get confused. I'm like, who are you talking about? Yeah. Has that guy been in the closet this Edgar whole time? Packard. Thank you. I'm like, I don't know who that is. Truman, I was like, I don't know what's going on there. But then all the others, for the most part, I even love the Cream Corn Kid storyline. <laughs> I really do. Oh, I had a great idea. I, um, oh, do you have a theory about uh, Give me one kid. second. It's, it's, it's coming into my head. <laughs> Shoot, I had a great idea for a band that did like Twin Peaks cover, like yeah. music all inspired by Twin. Does that? I'm sure that exists already, right? <laughs> Maybe if it doesn't, but it was going to be called Cream, Cream Corn Kid and the Nanny or something like that. And I was like, that's a great name for a band, or just Cream Corn Kid, actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway. Maybe that's what we'll do next, is come up with uh, songs inspired. A tribute. A yeah. tribute band yeah. for Twin Peaks. Cream corn, but corn is spelled 
with a K. <laughs> I don't think I don't know a lot about music, but I don't think that's ever been done before. <laughs> well, they're sort of letting Ben interact with like <sighs> other people, but it's I it love it so much. It doesn't seem to be helping because he's still trapped in this delusion that he is Robert. They've Ely. got like hotel staff. Did you with them? notice Johnny Horn was there? I did. I looked. I said, is that a little Johnny Horn? It He's is a little so Johnny Horn. I didn't know if you would even remember. I do remember. Ben Horn has a son who always wears an Indian headdress. Well, I remember Johnny Horn, but for some reason I thought he was related to Donna. Oh, like, I got him kind of okay. mixed up. And then I was like, why is he here? And then I was able, like, it kind of, like, jogged my memory. But I did remember him. I recognized him. At first, I thought that was Jerry with the headdress on. Because oh. it kind of, because he stooped over. Right. And then I saw Jerry over here. And Jerry's over there. He's oh, he's got, God. he's got, what is that? Is it, like, a pipe? That a he's, pipe. He's just, I think a pipe. it's a straight-up pipe. And they're talking. Audrey's worried that her dad is never going to, like, recover. And Jerry's like, hmm, maybe it'd be okay. Because, you know, I have my own business venture that I would like to pursue and Audrey's like yeah Jerry um just remember that in the will I get everything and if well, my father is incapacitated I am the one who's in charge and then Jerry changes his tune and well and not only no, he, well at first he challenged her he's like that's not how it works and she's like it does I've read it and he's like he, you see on his face like oh I haven't read it you know <laughs> Jerry's very well dressed in this scene too yes. by the way he's what? Because normally he's wearing kind of like big old shirts and like weird stuff. Yeah, he's like super well he's dressed, a sharp dressed man. But I don't think he's super well dressed to be in the civil. Like he's not put later. He is. Yes. So he's just really well. I I, I don't know. I just want to say he's a, he's a good looking guy. He's a good yeah. looking guy. Good looking guy, Jer. Yeah. Um. Not a not a great person. But <laughs> well, yeah. He's kind of like oh my brother's lost his mind so this works out for me he is what the younger brother right so maybe so, this is like yeah. his chance to kind of get out of his shadow um but yeah audrey reminds him who's really in charge here and uh she sidles up to to dr jacoby and is like what are we trying next and jacoby says it's time to implement the appomatic scenario is the yeah um, which we find out what that is later is the horse making the horse noise <laughs> you i I don't know is there where a, those horse noises are coming my, from. My head canon is that there's a hotel staff member pretending off the camera going because <laughs> it's just a big like fake horse. Yes, but it like behaves as if it were a real horse and makes horse noises. It is very bizarre and strange. It's another mystery. I I, I don't know. I I just it is it's genuine mystery. Yeah, yeah. Um. Evelyn and Donna have a powwow about nihilism. Basically, Evelyn is just like, nothing matters. Everything sucks. Well, Evelyn's been through some stuff, right? She really has. And it looks like like things with her husband weren't great. And now Malcolm, things really aren't great. Things with her conspirator It looks like she's been... And what kind of perspective do you have on life when she refers to the fact that the cops are after... James, James, because it's been a while. A yeah. lot of stuff going yeah. on. Uh, the cops are after James because they they think he he murdered him, you know her husband, and she calls that a a little a little thing, you know. Right. So imagine what's gone on in her life. The kind of people that are after her. Did you notice that owl statue? On yeah, the bar? I noticed the owl statue. Yeah, <laughs> it made me think of those little owl statues people put in their yards. To, like, keep animals. People mice and Yeah, stuff, that, like, yeah. turn their head, like, motion activated. And then Malcolm comes up and he threatens Donna. He, like, grabs her in a very gross. aggressive way. That's, I'll 
generally don't grab people you don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to yeah. say that's a that's a good rule for life. Just don't grab people in mean ways. Yeah. Malcolm's taught us all an important lesson. Just don't grab people in mean ways. Uh, those fibers match. The fiber from that Coop took from Josie's coat matches the fibers found when he was shot. Did, and they're wondering, did Josie kill Jonathan also? There's a lot of things going on. Yeah. In my least favorite storyline. <laughs> 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 I would have just gone like that. But yeah, maybe. I don't Albert, know. Albert commenting on it, though, makes it better, right? Because he's just Albert. like, he's like, Harry's got a real girlfriend problem. Yeah. he's Because like, Coop is like, we can't say anything to Harry unless we are absolutely sure. Because we love Harry and Harry loves Josie. We love Harry, don't we, Albert? And Albert said, we all love Harry. <laughs> Um, Coop goes in to talk to Harry. I thought he was going to go talk to him about Josie, but then Harry tells him, oh, we found out the Drifter's last name was Powell. Yeah. And Coop's like, oh, crap. That was Caroline's name. Yeah. Like he name. was picked for that. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, Harry's like, were they related? He's like, no, I think he's just trying to remind me that we still have beef. Yeah. Which means Colin Powell. <laughs> Look out, buddy. When the Merle's after you. Wow, what a reference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dropping bombshells. So uh, what they've determined now is that every time... It's like the only pal I know in pop culture. I'm sure there's others. That's the only one I know. <laughs> every time he takes a piece from the chessboard, someone dies. Mm-hmm. So we're going to need someone who's better at chess than Coop to play this game. And that's when Truman goes, wait, we know a guy. Luckily, <sighs> Twin Peaks has a resident chess expert, and it is Pete. And Pete proves it by winning three chess games at the same time. Wait, I think it's four. Oh, is it four? It's Coop. Wait, wait, was Truman playing too? No, I don't think Truman was It's playing. definitely Coop. Doc, Doc Hayward and, and Beard the, Guy. The guy who eats at the diner. I know. He, Is there not a fourth one? I thought it was just the three of them. I think Harry's just sitting next to them. Oh, well, Harry. <laughs> Is Harry going to play chess? <laughs> Come on. Uh, hey, I'm trying to. I'm warming up to Harry. It's taken me a lot of episodes, I but mean, yeah. Did we know? Did we think that Pete was going to be like a this chess savant? This is probably one of the best surprises of the episode because if I have had any criticisms of the show, like major ones, is we haven't had enough Pete. Enough Pete. No, I know. he's a very likable guy. Yes. He's he, the, 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 the way he loves Catherine to a fault, mm -hmm. you know? I mean, because Catherine is, Catherine is something. She's terrible. It's like loving, rubbing an urchin on your face <laughs> is the way that Pete loves oh. her oh goodness or 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 putting hot dogs rubbing hot dog juice all in your <laughs> all in your ear and then letting it dry and then having like a a, a dog lick it out wow <laughs> is the way he loves her like he loves her a lot is That's what i'm an saying elegant metaphor i'm trying to i'm <laughs> i'm off my game okay i'm writing poetry up in here <laughs> Uh, anyways, uh, Coop tells Pete, you know, I can't give you all the details, but I'm playing a very important game of chess, and I need to stalemate the game without losing 
a lot of pieces, preferably no pieces. So interesting because it's so smart of Coop, too, because I was thinking we need Pete to figure out how to win the game. Mm -hmm. And Coop's like, no, we don't want to win the game because as we lose pieces, we lose lives, right? Right. right. So smart. We need a stalemate. Yes. Pete. Um, And then there's kind of a sweet moment because Shelly comes back to get her job back. She doesn't have to take care of me They clean a big old old ice cream cone together. A big old ice cream cone (sighs) with the soft serve ice cream cone. And then Harry comes to tell Norma some news about Hank. Um, They're planning to charge him with, uh, oh, attempted murder and, um, oh, breaking parole. Yeah. And uh, that he should be going away for a long time. And Norma is... That's okay. She's like, good. We haven't talked about the doors yet. How have we glossed over the doors in this episode? <laughs> so, like, earlier when, it's when Pete is talking to Coop, right? With the big old... Oh, right. They're having know, a conversation the Earlier when Pete door. is yes. talking to Coop with the big old armful of coats, the door's, like, swinging in and out. And the audio is, like, swinging with it, I think. And then in this scene, it's, like, through a door, too. It is through a door. Yeah. And Shelly goes through a door to talk to Norma, too. Yeah. There's a lot of doors. doors. They should have called this one Doors and Doorways. Ooh. Yeah. That's, that's... We should give them our own titles. Yeah, that's that's another <laughs> band name, actually. Because I don't think there's a lot of bands that have doors. I don't think there's any Doors bands. <laughs> So dumb. <laughs> oh, Thomas Eckert um, comes to dine. Eckard. With with Catherine. And Catherine kind of confronts him about killing Andrew, which mm. we know he didn't actually kill Andrew, but he did order the death of Andrew. He thinks I guess. Andrew's dead. Yeah, maybe? I think so. Yeah. And then um, they're basically bartering for Josie. Yeah. Like she's he like, wants he wants Josie. Yeah, I've got Josie. You want her. What are you gonna give me? He wants Josie because of her hands? <laughs> Is that what's going on? I don't think just because of her hands. Okay. Um, I think he, he he just wants to... He's in love with her? Uh, I don't know if love is the correct term, and I think he wants to control her. Oh. Um, like a master. Yeah, and a, a slave. slave. Oh. <laughs> there is a... So weird. So weird. You know what? Uh, well, I'll, I'll save it for once we get to the next segment. I got, I got something to add. Did you have a theory about that? No, no I don't. I just have, have, something to say. I have more tangents, but it would be more appropriate if we waited to the segment right. broke. <laughs> but um, yes, the, like I said, this storyline, I don't know if it's fair to say it's my least favorite. It's just the most like ambiguous. Like I'm so like... Like, what's does going he, does on? Does he know the like, brother's alive? Yeah. Is the brother still in that closet? Is he standing there with his bow tie? <laughs> what's going on? Did Josie kill that guy? Is she being framed? What's, why does he want Why her? is any of this happening? Who is that? Yeah. I don't know. Now, compared to the sweet Ben fighting the Civil War storyline, now that's a nice, tight, tight, enjoyable storyline right there. Like, I'm sitting there, I'm watching it. I would just watch a whole, whole episode. Look at you, Levin. I'm not even joking. You know me. I would watch a whole episode of him fighting the Civil War. Because I love people pretending. Like, it makes me feel of, like, um, um, like, I guess the only thing I can think of is, like, performance art. Like, like a play. Yeah. I've never been able to do this, and maybe you have. Okay. But, like, a play that you're you're in while it's happening around you. Like, okay. I've listened to podcasts where they describe going to these things, like, in, in, like, a city or something where you're in there. And it's, like, character, almost like at the Renaissance Fair, but in a more intimate setting where people are acting out these storylines and you're in it. That sounds great. I would love to be a part of Ben's Civil War, you know? You would. I would. Yeah. I would be the horse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so uh, Evelyn 
is blowing smoke rings. That's pretty cool. You think that's that's really her doing that? Yeah, right? it looks like it. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah, it was pretty impressive. Yeah. And then she gets confronted by James. Um, and then she starts kissing James. He, and like, he, throws her on the couch. Yeah. And she's giving him... You know what that scene made me think of is this is so nerdy. But when she's <laughs> on the couch, like, looking up at him, giving her him the eyes, right? Yeah. Made me think of when Simba and Nala... <laughs> Thank you! Because there's a part where they're like fighting, like fight playing, and she she he doesn't throw it down, but she like rolls over on her back, and this lion's giving him the big ol' eyes, and it made me think of that. Like, I was like... <laughs> I bet Lion King was inspired by that scene, actually. Probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, Twin Peaks is very influential. Yeah, we yeah. don't realize how far it reaches. Uh. Um... So then Malcolm comes in and he assaults James. He whacks him over the head and basically says, like, okay. Now we're going to kill this guy. Let's kill him because we got our story straight. Yeah. So scary because these cops can't even spell Jaguar. So, like, they're not going to, like, suspect anything. They're going to fall for anything. I mean, hey, I don't – I feel bad making fun of their spelling because I have terrible spelling. I'm going to say it right now. Um, But (laughs) I'm just saying. Yeah. I think they would get away with it. Yeah. Um. So they're planning a new framing, and then this is this is the scene that I'm guessing you love the most, where Audrey and Jerry and Bobby and Jacoby <sighs> act out a northern surrender it's... to Ben slash General Lee. Well, because up until now, it's just been, like, in the room. Now it's, like, a full-on, like, play set, yeah, right? they've got, like, they painted set. murals. And, and everyone has, like, because this is the part that's scripted right. by Jacoby. Yes. So everyone has like lines and they're yes. trying to remember their lines and they're, and, they're trying to stay in and character. The big, the big um, shoot! Now I'm forgetting the, the flag. Oh, the Confederate the, the, thank flag. Thank you, Confederate flag. Flying, yes. I, I almost called it the Union Jack, and I was like, no, that's wrong. <laughs> that's wrong. Audrey's in a like a getup, like she's old. Looks timing. cool. Right? She looks yeah, she looks great dress. with yeah, her yeah. little ringlets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and he's he, they uh, Jacoby's like I s- surrender. Yeah, I I'm surrender. I'm General Grant, and I surrender to you. <laughs> and Ben, uh, like he surrender, he f- uh, finally surrenders. He accepts. yeah, they they sign the articles. And by the way, I mean you know he was fighting for the South, so that's not good. But fairly decent terms of surrender. He said he basically says <laughs> your soldiers true. can keep these things. Like he didn't say like by the way all these states. You know what I mean? He these are terms of surrender, and he accepts it, and then he starts leaning forward. Right? Yeah. I thought I really thought he was oh, gonna no. kiss Doctor Jacoby. <laughs> I know. Maybe it's this mug you gave me. For listeners, I always drink tea when we're recording, and Tess gave me kind of a sexual-looking mug. And so, you, you, we'll talk. To, we'll talk to Brett. We're gonna take a picture. Of yeah. Mug. Oh, we're don't. Gonna post we it. might. I hope we don't get banned from Are Twitter. You serious. This guy. Okay. So, friends, when you see this mug, if you're over eighteen. Um, I we might need to blur it out here. Do, sh- do you want me? I, I'm not even going to be in this picture. You can just do it. There it is. Thank you. Yeah, we'll tweet that out, tweet that when, out. when this episode is Follow posted. Follow us on Twitter at same team, y'all, yeah. so that you can see this mug that yeah. we're talking same about. Same team, y'all, is the name of our mother cast. We're kind of on a little hiatus with that right yeah. now. Yeah. So you um, thought that Ben, that General really Lee did, well, was going to kiss General Not Grant. a full-on sexy, not a Harry S. Truman kiss, right? Like where he tears his whole jacket off. But I thought he was going to kiss his forehead. Like, because oh. he leaned in real oh, right. slow. Yeah. But really, slow? he was collapsing. I think I'm just in favor of more characters hugging and kissing. Yeah. I was, my biggest, this, this is so nerdy, guys, but my biggest complaint, and also a tangent, but I'm going to wrap this up real quick, of the Justice League movie <laughs> is that Batman and Superman did not hug when they reunited. 
united. I really mm-hmm. wanted these two men. That's okay. Nothing's wrong with two men hugging, right? Right. That's totally fine. And I was just like, because Superman's back. He's back. Let's hug it out. Spoiler alert. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's yeah. okay. If you were going to see Justice League, you probably see Do you it think someone's now. watching this now and has their own spoiler dove for <laughs> oh, Justice no. League spoilers? Um, but anyway, I'm just saying I'm in favor of more more people showing affection in that way. That's okay. If you're comfortable with like, it. Like Albert and Harry earlier in this episode. That was a great hug. It was a that great hug. That was a hug. good hug. It was. Top, top five hugs of the, ca- of, of the show. <laughs> <laughs> top five hugs. Um. So, Ben he kind of collapses and he seems to return from this Immediately. psychotic episode as soon as he won the war Do you he know, is back to how, being Ben again how many episodes has it been that he's been like Civil War Ben it's been quite a few episodes yeah it's been like at least four episodes. You know what? I think. I, I think I got a little bit of a theory. Like I think because so 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 fairly well, not a highlighter theory. Oh, okay. Sorry, you got a little too excited. Put that, <laughs> put that bad boy away. But I was just gonna say, like I think so for this show. I'm watching each episode of Twin Peaks basically once every two weeks. Right. Right. Sometimes even more. I think if you're watching the show like on Netflix and you're like going through them or on DVD, I kind of get it. If you're getting like eight or nine episodes of Ben fighting the Civil War, maybe that is getting really annoying. And eight or nine episodes of Evelyn. Evelyn and Doing Evelyn stuff. But to me, like each time I do it, like it isn't grating. Because I I don't know. Maybe that's That's my theory. uh, Because we're taking a break from it. Yeah. Like I'm kind of in a way like I'm trying to like emulate – Viewing it as much as possible, like how it would have been when you originally viewed it, right? Which it would have been what just one week apart, as opposed yeah. to two, I think. Yeah. You know, but I'm getting close. But um, I can see now, like if you're watching it today, like rapid succession, that yeah, I guess that could get kind of, you know. I actually really like the Ben Horn fighting the Civil War storyline. I think it's really funny. I am a big fan in TV shows of people doing things that are ridiculous and that whole storyline is so it gets so ridiculous like when he's got fires in his office and everyone's got to play the drums and <laughs> i i don't know i just i just really and bobby like singing and it's been kind of i think it's really smart too that i can't see after like so many episodes it could be kind of annoying but it's been really smart at how it's been like um uh like expanding like it started off really small like right. i just need to do my t- my i need to find the perfect configuration for my desk or whatever and then slowly it started just kind of growing into like this massive production i, I just i really love it has it. been a, a slow burn and i love his like generally like voice and, yes. you know like it's just I'm, that I'm, actor just really shines in in this role he really does you know Wait, you know what's amazing? What's amazing? Is that Catherine showed up and had sexy times with Ben. Remember the sexiest episode ever? I do remember it. I'll never forget it. She took her coat off. She did. Yeah, yeah. And but I mean, I thought was that General Lee? Thank love? you. I was just I was just thinking when when she came by, I thought it would have woken him up. He sort of snapped out of it a little. A bit. A little bit. Yeah, because he saw. You know what? Oh, you thank you. You Tess. You beat me to it. Damn it. Damn you. You beat me to it. Uh, those feet, right? Yeah. Almost as beautiful as Josie's hands. <laughs> I guess. Josie, you're either... My mother always told me, you're either blessed with beautiful hands or beautiful feet. That's, that's what, what she always told me. That's what, my, that's what my mom... Actually, she told me that before I left today to record. I was getting ready. I said, Mom, I'm getting ready to record the cast at Tessa's house. And my mom said, remember... <laughs> 
Remember what I always tell you. <laughs> Remember what I always tell you. And I said, yes, mom. You're either born with beautiful hands or beautiful feet. <laughs> and then I walked over here on my beautiful feet. Oh, that's what you have. Beautiful feet. I've got Kathleen feet. Okay, nice. this is so weird. I'm so sorry. Okay. <laughs> <It's> okay. <laughs> when Ben is like waking up from his Civil War delusion... Um, he has the, a Wizard of Oz moment. Yes. Because he's like, I felt like I was having a dream where I was fighting the Civil War and you were there and you were there and you were there. Go ahead and highlight Ben. Okay. I, I don't know if it's a mystery, but I have a theory and a hope for Ben's future. All right. All right. Yeah. I'm looking forward to hearing that. Mm-hmm. Wyndham Earl is preparing a disguise. Yeah. Not a, well, I was going to say not a great disguise. Not a great disguise. But apparently... Good enough. Good enough. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he's making Leo write mm-hmm. something. Um, and he's like, and he's saying, oh, pretty words for pretty girls. Which pretty girl will be my queen? And he has photos of mm-hmm. Donna, Shelley, and Audrey. So he's going to do something. Highlight it, please. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> so far, poor Leo, though. He can barely write, you know? Poor Leo. Oh, By the way, we forgot to mention that he's Leo got an electric shock collar on. shock collar ah. on. And he has to do everything that, that Wyndham Earl bids him to do. You know I enjoyed that shock collar because I like head traps. Yes, you do. As a fan of the Saw movies, I like things that you trap on your head or your body so that you're free to walk around, but you're not really free. This is what made me think of the Masters and Slaves. Oh. Ep- the title because he's like the master and he's literally wearing like he's an got electric that collar. Shock collar, yeah. yeah. And we can say poor Leo, except that Leo is a one hundred percent jerk, and maybe this is karma a little Le- bit. Leo was beating his wife and has murdered people mm-hmm. and deal drugs and and don't forget that ponytail. He still has that ponytail, by the way. I keep waiting. I was like, who's going to cut it off? Is Wyndham going to do it? No, nope, hasn't happened yet. Ponytail's still sitting there. I just remember like when we first talked po- about Leo. Ponytail watch. Ponytail. <laughs> Ponytail's uh, still in effect. Ponytail. The, um, I just remember what, back in like one of our earlier episodes of this podcast is you said, I just hate Leo and his stupid ponytail. <laughs> That's always stuck do. with me. I still do. That's always stuck with me, you know? <laughs> um, Donna arrives just in time to plead with Evelyn uh, because, because Thank goodness. Malcolm is like, we're going to shoot him. We'll shoot him like five times. Yeah. Here, you put your hand on the gun so it looks like you did it self-defense. He goes, you don't need to do it. I'll do it. I just yeah. need fingerprints. Donna comes and saves James' life. Saves the day because I guess she gets through to Evelyn and Evelyn shoots Malcolm instead. Jeez. Yeah. And Evelyn, she collapses. She's in bad shape. She's repeating his 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 orders and because yeah. she shot him and now she's like, Should I shoot him? Should I shoot what's going on? I got yeah. a gun. That in the in the camera is getting real jerky and yeah. like slow motion and very bizarre. Yeah, thank goodness James and I was thinking, I was like, is James gonna die? Because He's one of my favorites. Still, yes, I you know, know that James is. One Maybe of your they're favorite. all one. You know me. You know me. Maybe most of them are all one of my favorites. Actually, because I'm even more. You have up. a lot of love in your heart. I'm filled <laughs> to the brim with love. I walk the path of Gandhi and Dr. King. 
Um, and then Windermerle is at the Great Northern. He comes out. In his disguise. Coop doesn't notice. He walks right past Coop. Coop, who's like, look at this car. It's been, the, the, the tracks from the car has been here, uh, it was there three hours ago, and the <laughs> participants like, were smoking a cigar, and didn't even notice. Didn't He's even out notice. of sorts. He is out of sorts. He's off his game. I don't want to tell you what to call the title of this podcast episode, <laughs> but I'm leaning towards... Out of sorts. Out of sorts. Not that um, we have to, but... Um, Coop finds... Uh, this is where he finds the death mask. Creepy, right? Death mask. And it looks like it's, like, illuminated. There's, like, a flashlight under yeah, it Yeah, and when yeah. he when he takes hold of the mask to look at it, um, we hear a recording. Yeah. Wyndham Earl, and uh, he's saying fairly ominous things you know it's interesting go ahead and highlight the ominous things yeah you got it he well one of the things he says is it's your move yeah yeah Ooh, is that it that's the oh end of we the see episode. we see his eyeballs through them that's right he's he's slowly pulling the mask towards him until like his eyeballs align with the eyeballs of the mask and then mm. that's where we end the episode hmm Whew. i know right diane keaton this is <laughs> Thanks, Diane. This is uh, one heck of an episode. Is Diane Keaton Diane? The Diane that Coop's been talking to us all day. We still haven't seen Diane, the actual Diane. And by the way, he hasn't been doing his recording that much. Yeah, he has. He's kind of gotten away from You that. think he's still doing his yoga every morning? Uh, I mean, he's got to stay in shape. Just because he's not in the FBI, FBI right now. <laughs> Hmm. Maybe, maybe that's why he's out of sorts. His chakras are all off because he hasn't been doing the yoga. He needs like someone to do some Reiki on him and realign his chakras. And like, we need to bring in like a singing bowl. Have you heard about those big panels like in the Middle East and stuff like that? No, what is this? Brian, our resident Reiki expert, is telling me about these big panels. I I don't know if this is true. Our friend Brian, who's really into like crystal healing and energies. Did you get some healing energies? Yeah. On staff day? Yeah, I got some healing energies too. Anyway, he was talking about this big plate that's in the ground. Like, out in the Middle East that people send energy to from, like, all around the world. Wow. And it's, like, holding the earth together or something. Wow. I don't know how much of it's true. It's just what our <laughs> friend Brian told me. I feel like a kid, like, in the playground is like, by the way, my uncle, who works at Nintendo, <laughs> told you the Donkey Kong. Anyway. Hey, are you ready to talk about so many mysteries? Can you be honest with me? And Chris says, this goes for you too. Is this too like out there, this episode? (laughs) I mean, this episode is out there. This, this, yeah. We're just matching the pace of this particular episode with our weirdness. So before we get into mysteries, I got two things I wanted to add. Yeah. Real quick. Um, could we write some... Is it about that plate out in the Middle East? <laughs> Thank you. Have you not heard of that? I've never heard of this either. Apparently it's keeping the whole earth together. I'm not a scientist, but... Oh my gosh. Anyway, I think there's... Well, anyway. The <laughs> two ideas. Could yeah. we write some Twin Peaks poetry and I, read it on the cast? I like that idea. I like that. Yeah, maybe we could do that one day. Okay. Okay. 
And then two, maybe we can write a little bit of Twin Peaks uh, short fan fiction and read it on the cast as okay. a special episode. And okay. maybe when we, these are just ideas for the future. So when we know when we're going to do it, maybe we do a special episode or something and we can encourage our listeners to write some in. Maybe. Oh, I love yeah, that idea. Yeah. Twin Peaks poetry. Yeah. Tell JR that he has to write a poem yeah. before he comes I, on. So I've only talked to JR through our like messaging, Facebook yeah. messenger. Yeah. He seems like a real stand up guy. Yeah. You know, I'm excited about meeting him. For the first time when we record a podcast together. Virtually. <laughs> virtually. Meeting him virtually. Do you have some mysteries that you want to talk about? I probably do. What okay. is highlighted? Um, Caroline's wedding clothes and also the map that they found. So here's some questions. Yeah. Is that a big letter C or are there going to be more? C for Coop. Oh, C for Coop. I hadn't even thought of that. Leading oh. the witness. Um <laughs> Leading the... You have right here. Objection. Objection. Leading the witness. I hadn't even thought of that. C for hot coffee? (laughs) That's definitely what it is. Maybe it's actually a hint. C for Caroline? C for... Well, actually, this might be a real one. Is you know how when you're doing chess moves, it's out on a grid, right? C whatever. This this chess move to this one, C... Two or C5 right. or whatever. Maybe that's mm. what it is. I don't know. So maybe there's going to be more things that will spell out a number, maybe. I well, I don't know. He's got all of her wedding. I mean, well, that's everything more, you wear to clothes, wedding. Yeah, right? I guess some other clothes. There's other clothes, right? <laughs> Guys, I'm thinking about that mug. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Can't believe. You know what? I'm a married man. You gave me this mug, Tess. You gave me this. Look at this. Look at this mug. Innocent mug. I'm you, gonna turn this mug away. I don't you know are this corrupting mug. this mug. <laughs> I'm never gonna be able to use it again. I'll ask Brett, our wonderful producer and husband to the cast, what he thinks of this mug <laughs> later. Um, what's another mystery we got? Um, uh, oh, Nadine being fine with Ed and Norma. Okay, she banging snakes. She gotta be, right? right? He he had a little taste of that power tongue yeah. in the diner, and he said, I gotta go back for more. Do we get a confirmation later? I don't know. Yeah. It's I don't know. That's what enough. I think, is that she's, like, moved on, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm super excited because... So, I have to say, too, is that Big Ed and Norma, Norma. they both have ends. They both start with ends. They I know. I know. He married Nadine. He wants to be with Norma. So many ends. Why we, did he have to be so We confusing. talked about this. Big Ed sounds like Big Ned. That's <laughs> ends everywhere. Anyway. And actually, it does remind me of, like, in Game of Thrones, they've changed the names yeah. of characters from the book to the TV show so that it'll be less confusing. They were you know, think- the TV show with, like, 500 characters. They were, they wanted they were, to think- they were thinking of me. They are trying <laughs> yeah. to help me out. The um, I am going to be real kind of broken up. If it doesn't work out for these two. Mm-hmm. And it is interesting because I feel like our odds are fairly good that they should be okay because who knows. But it looks like Nadine is okay with it. She's off with Mike, a.k.a. Snake. Um, she's okay with it. Hank is going away. Yeah. So the, the path should be paved to a happy future, right? And he's going to pick her up at the diner. And take her home. So sweet, right? Aww. Those little things, right? You know, we can I buy Christmas presents for each other. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. I, I think about. I don't know. It's just like I was. 
I was listening to a song today when I was just, this is, well. Did you a, think of Ed and Norma? Well, I didn't think of Ed and Norma, but I was listening to a song from the the movie Anastasia, like the, the, uh-huh. the I think it's yeah. a Don Bluth animated movie. Yeah. And there's a song on the soundtrack that I used to listen to when I was a young man, like middle school, <laughs> that was about like being in love and stuff. Like that. And I was a very lonely kid. Oh, and I, I was reflecting. I, I was. I was very lonely. And I didn't really have a girlfriend until I met Amanda, who later became my wife. But like you get used to like. Amanda and I've been married, you know, or we've been together for like 16 years. So like, it's hard to remember life without her, mm-hmm. right? And like, I listening to that song made me think of like, boy, I was all I wanted was like love. You know what I mean? And then here I am, 16 years, I've got it, but you forget it, right? Yeah. And then I was like, man, all he wants to do is walk her home from from work. And I was like, I get to see Amanda every day and I get to, you know what I mean? It's those little things, yeah. you know? I think we all all forget that sometimes, like those little things, you know? Anyway, I hope it works out for them is what I'm saying. Um, do you have a you have a theory about Ben? Ben or what you want for yeah, Ben's Yeah, well I kinda said this already, but I'm hoping Ben wakes up and he realizes like he can he, he could be a legitimate businessman, right? He he has a wonderful hotel. I'm sure it's got stunning reviews. I heard it's affordable as well. You know what I mean? He's got a bright, intelligent, beautiful daughter. It's gotta be at least four stars on Yelp. He's got a great relationship with his brother even though it looks like jerry was just like yeah he's out of his mind but i still remember that scene where he sees jerry like jerry's been like i don't know in europe with his butter and brie sandwich yeah they love each other <laughs> they were so excited to see each other and yeah. eat sandwiches together i don't think i'm that close with my sister mm-hmm. you know what i mean and they have a great relationship. i'm hoping he wakes up and goes this is enough this is enough i did it i don't need to be a uh, i don't need to own one i jack he doesn't own one i jacks who owns it now John Renault did does right. Yeah, but he's but dead. He's dead. Where'd all the girls go? They just know. ran off into the woods. <laughs> I like, don't who's, know. Blackie's dead. Blackie's dead too. Who's even okay? Oh my gosh! Wait, <laughs> you can. I didn't can even you, think about. Can you tell me this? I don't know if the do- you make a decision if the dove will attack me. Do we ever see one eye jacks again? And if you think it's a, if you think it's a spoiler, don't say anything or or blink or something. I don't think we do so what happened did all the girls just go home that's a really great question thank you i try to think of great (laughs) questions every day try to think of great questions every day (laughs) what happened to one-eyed jacks what happened to one-eyed jacks also what happened to jack's eye you ever think about that (laughs) (laughs) well i presumed that it was a one-eyed jack because on uh, on the jack the the card you only see his his one well, the one side of his face. We'll never know. What's the other side looking at? <laughs> there really are so many mysteries in this show. <laughs> but anyway, when I jacks, yeah. So anyway, I'm hoping he doesn't go back to that. That's bad. There was drugs coming in, and mm-hmm. young girls are being taken advantage of. Come on, Ben, you're better than that, dude. You know what I mean? I'm hoping he moves, but I think he loves Catherine's feet. So I think they're gonna like, no matter what. I think because Catherine's, she's deep in it. I think it's, I, I don't know. I, I just, I hope Ben figures it out. I hope, also, he, I hope he's got a great future. We have to also keep in mind, like, what kind of sent him spiraling into this was losing the ghost yeah. estates. Like, what's he going to do now that he's back in his mental faculties? Who has is he going to let Catherine it go? Has it, right? Yeah. Is he going to let it go? Or is he going to go full throttle to try and get it? I mean, he says he feels great. I like to imagine. Remember, he woke up and he was like, I feel amazing. Yeah. And he was like, why are you all wearing these clothes? <laughs> I like to imagine that he's lost a lot of emotional baggage. And not just 
not just the emotional baggage of losing Ghost Word of Stace and all that, but whatever was driving him to do these really ambitious, really illegal things to begin with. This like, is like his, he had a lot of unresolved things with his dad, Yeah, this right? is like his vision quest. Thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, not only is it like, I need to get over Ghostwood Estates and being outnumbered or outfox and all that, he need to get over all of it. Right. I don't know. I, hope, I, I just hope, you know, I just hope. Mm-hmm. Hope. And um, do you have uh, anything to say about who will be queen? Ooh, okay, what are our three choices again? Donna, Shelly, and Andre. He's looking Donna, Shelly. I'm guessing Queen is a reference to the Queen Audrey. is like the chess piece. That well, that's the piece you got to take to right. win the game, right? Right. Yeah. Um, well, wait, what piece does this... Oh, you're you right. You need, you need to take king, the king. But the Queen, queen is, is the, the most, most powerful piece. Well, who's the most powerful of those three women? Probably Audrey. Probably Audrey. Yeah. I would think, too, that if, if Coop is the king and the queen is, like, who you've got, like, feelings for, it's mm-hmm. Audrey. Right. Coop has nothing for Shelly and he's got nothing for Donna. You know, not in a mean way, but no. Right. So, it's got to be, put a pin in it, it's got to be Audrey. <laughs> okay. So, put a pin right in that bad thing. Um, and uh, the ominous recording from Wyndham Earl. Here's a question. Yeah. That ominous recording, he seems super coherent and put together. <laughs> Right? Yeah. Like not at all like the meowing. Moments cr- ago he was meowing. Yeah, I actually I maybe he really is cuz I thought we were told that he pretended to be out of his mind and right. here he is acting like he's out of his mind. Right. With flutes. <laughs> he's a beautiful flautist. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying like I thought it was unusual that you know in the recording he's totally put together and out here so I'm not going to say there's two of them. Or maybe there. I'm just looking at you to see if I see any <laughs> I blinking. I remember when you were like, there's two Jameses and there's two Jamies. Oh, I forgot about that. I did think there were two Jameses. Like, well, because what's a the red show? Jacoby and a blue Jacoby. What is the show called? Twin, twin Peaks. Peaks. We have not seen one twin yet. Yeah. Where? There's two mountains. Have we seen those two mountains? What are they called? Superfan. <laughs> JR, right in. What are the names of the two mountains in Twin Peaks? They gotta have names. They do have names. Uh, would I read them in the final dossier, perhaps? Um, I believe they get mentioned in the return. Okay, cool. Yeah, I think. I'm excited to see what's on the... Okay, here's a quick mystery. What's on the top of those peaks? Hmm. One peak has one lodge, and the other peak has the other lodge. Oh, snap. I'm gonna put a pin in it. I'm gonna say right now, one lodge... There's two, there's two lodges. There's two peaks. I don't know. Sounds good to me. Oh, right? snap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any other mysteries? I think that's it. I think that's it. Boy, what a... Well, what an, what episode. an episode. Eric, what was your... Quotable quotation. quotation. All right, go for it. Uh, Coop... Uh, about the uniform, replacing the quiet elegance of the dark suit with the tie and the casual indifference of these muted earth tones is a form of fashion suicide. But uh, call me crazy. On you, it works. <laughs> that was my, my favorite Was quote. that yours, too? <laughs> yeah. My second favorite quote was Albert saying, uh, um, Get a life. Get a life, punk. <laughs> it's, it's such a, now you know why I had to look up the actual, because I was like, I need to get the words right. I thought that was very funny. And Albert <laughs> still continues to be one of my favorite characters. I also that was like a kindness of Albert because Coop is 
visibly shaken by all of the stuff that's going on. Like, he's seeing Caroline's wedding dress. He's remembering this woman that he loved who died under these tragic circumstances. <sighs> and now this it, this madman is after him. He's looking out the window kind of, like, sorrowfully. And, and Albert comes up to him and makes, like, a kind of a funny joke about his outfit and tells him he looks great. He says he and looks I, great. I think that's, like a, like, a secret kindness of Albert is that he saw his friend was having a moment and he wanted to cheer him up a little well, bit. Albert's an intelligent guy. Yeah. Right? You know, he's very smart. He's I, a, yeah. I, I mean, he's an FBI agent. I think with Coop, if the all the stuff with Bob, although I keep going back, like, how much is it Bob personal for Coop and how much is it? I think that was strictly professional for the most part, you know? I know part of it led him on his personal, like, I don't want to call it a vision quest, but his quest towards learning more about the Tibetan method or whatever's going on, right? Yeah. Looking beyond the board. But I think the stuff with Wind and Morrow is super personal. Yes. And so personal, he doesn't even notice him walking right by him. Wind and Morrow does a double take, like, oh, oh, Coop's right there. Yeah. I wanted to be like, Coop, turn around. In his in his shoddy Coop, disguise. turn around, turn around. <laughs> turn no. around. Oh, I was thinking <laughs> Hamilton. Turn Turn around, turn around. Oh. How lucky we are to be alive right now. Oh, Wind and Morrow, Wind and Morrow. <laughs> He's right behind you in the elevator. <laughs> But can we rewrite Hamilton to be about Twin Peaks? Dun, 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 <laughs> How does an FBI agent from Philadelphia... Metabolism <laughs> of a butterfly or <laughs> whatever it is. I think we can make it work, actually. Oh well, what it would be, we would write a... I would love to write a musical and a play that is the story of Coop and Winnemurl before all of this. Because oh, they, were, they were pals. They were palos, right? Maybe that's the, the fan fiction you're going to write. I'm pretty sure my fan fiction is going to involve a certain eyepatch-wearing gal and a man named Snake, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's your favorite story. Uh, yeah, that's the untold story. Um, it's a uh, we got the same quote. Yeah, doesn't sure happen did. every day. Has it, it does it. Has it happened once? I think it has happened yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and I think on Albert too. Yeah, Albert has some great quotes. Tess, who was your MVP of this episode? I picked none other <laughs> than Ben Horn. Really? I did. Yeah. I, normally I go off of like who contributed the most to the episode. Yes. And in that case, if I did do that, I would have gone Albert or Donna. Because Albert, I felt like, brought a lot of information. And Donna, Donna literally saved James. Life. But I... <laughs> you love ben I Horn. love I love generally Ben Horn and I thought this was the this is the climax of I'm the whole situation. I'm glad that you're happy because I thought you might be a little disappointed that it's over that the civil war like is it has ended. The civil well I wasn't disappointed that it ended. I mean everything has to end, yeah, right? You know. True. One, That's very profound. One day we'll say. all end. You know what's so stupid about saying <laughs> profound things in weird awkward ways? Amanda and I were making a a snowman the other day. Uh -huh. She made it she made a snow woman, I made a snowman and she gave her his eyes and a mouth and all that and mine didn't have eyes. She goes, <laughs> uh she goes, Why doesn't your snowman have eyes? And I said, Well, because we all have eyes, but do we ever really see? <laughs> 
But she just looked at me like, you borderline psychopath. And I was like, well, our snowmen are beautiful. Um, who's your MVP? I picked Pete. Pete. As my MVP. That's another good choice, yeah, too. Pete, um, because I feel like he brought like a lightness and, ex- and excitement to the episode. And also, Pete is is hopefully going to save the day here with his chess skills. His his secret chess skills that we didn't realize until now. If we're talking about characters that are that that haven't had a lot to like do, mm-hmm. Pete's at the top, right? And every time he comes on screen, I'm happy. He's just a really nice <laughs> he, guy. He seems super friendly and he super loves Catherine. Yeah. You know? He's um I don't know if you've gotten to watch any of the the Marie Kondo special on Netflix. Or do you know anything about this? So Marie Kondo <laughs> Tangent. She's um, this woman who... Oh, Spark Joy. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've read the book. Yes. Yeah. So uh, she now has a show on Netflix I, where she goes to people's houses and she conmaries their I, house. I saw the, the trailer. It yes. looks great. Is she... Pete, he sparks joy Pete in you? sparks joy for <laughs> so, me. Every so time, if you had to go through your Twin Peaks in, characters... I feel that... Bring, that if joy. you had to go through your Twin Peaks characters, you would not throw Pete away. I would not. Yeah. I would keep him for sure. I would wrap him in plastic to make sure he stayed nice and fresh. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, most of the characters have done something. Like, even Andy has and Hawk right. and every. But I feel like Pete hasn't had a chance to really contribute, which is okay. Which, by the way... It's okay. Yeah, maybe Pete's about to have his day, though. Secret Grandmaster of Pete. chess, yeah. <sighs> so amazing. Drinking his milk. <laughs> Forgetting his weenies. Picking up the, the fur coats. God, I love... He's a hero. He is... Does he do the, the like, the convention circuits? He's passed away, that actor. <sighs> yeah, sorry. Just recent Over the weekend? No, no, oh. it wasn't recent. Is this breaking news? No. Twin Peaks fans, we've got some bad news. Oh, God. Are you, by the way, oh, what, when did he pass away? Um, I'm not sure. Well, uh, that's okay. I mean, you don't have to, if you want to. We can look it up. A little production work. If things do come up, like uh, a cast member from Twin Peaks passes away, should we acknowledge it on the sure. cast? Yeah, I think yeah. we should. And and have a little moment, you know? Um. Just because I don't, and that's not a spoiler for me, because that's totally, that's not even out of game knowledge. That's just life, you know? And I think that's important for J- us to acknowledge. Jack Nance passed away in 1996. So. 19, just like a few years after this. Yeah, it's been, it's been a while. <sighs> Jack Nance. What you know a great what? actor. I, Tess, I was in a great mood. Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to. to I like to imagine to he was you. out there drinking his milk somewhere. I think the most recent Twin Peaks stuff is the log lady passed away. The actress who played the log lady within like the past few years. Oh. And I want to say the actor who played Doc Hayward passed away within the past few years. I mean, they're kind of like, they were like... In their older ages. Very sadly, the actor who plays Albert passed away within the past few years. Miguel Ferrer. Yeah, he was a great actor. Another idea for the cast. Yeah. Should we spend an episode where we kind of like talk about the actors and honor those that have passed? Because yeah, I would like that. Nice. I'm like really sad right now. Oh, I'm so sorry. Well, because I'm watching these for the first time. I forget that they happened when I was like six. Yeah. You know, I imagine that Albert's walking around slapping Truman's back somewhere, oh. and and Pete's <laughs> drinking his milk somewhere. 
Oh, I'm so sorry. Coop's still alive. Kyle McLaughlin, he is still kicking it. He is. He still looks great. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Ray Wise is still alive. He's still oh yeah, and Ray Wise and stuff. hanging out with our buddy Chris, right? Yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's good. There's there's plenty of them that are still around. Good stuff. Yeah. Good. The, David Lynch, the Gordon Cole. I watched, by the way, I watched a um a video of a video on I think it was on Netflix all about like meditation. Yeah. And it had different people. They weren't all I don't know if they were all just people in pop culture, just people out there, like uh-huh. that are kind of semi known. Like one was like the owner of I don't know, some kind of clothing brand or something. Uh-huh. It was all people that are big proponents of meditation yeah. in their own ways. Like, you know how David Lynch does more of the, what does he say? It's transcendent. Transcendent. Thank you. Yeah. And then there was another guy who did something else and there's another person who did something else, but it was really interesting. He had his own little segment, David About Lynch. About TM. Yes. Yeah. 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 It was really interesting. So anyway, Tess. Yeah. How many fish in a percolator do you give this episode? <laughs> You'd never guess. There was a fish. In the percolator. I gave it three out of five fish. Three out of five fish. Yeah. What's the deal? Well, now what's the deal? I mean, three's still good. Yeah. 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 It's still good. Um, I almost gave it two fish. Really? Yeah. I'm... The Evelyn storyline is, like, one of my least favorite storylines. And there was a lot of time spent on Evelyn... Um, but we had the Ben Horn stuff, which was great. We got a little bit of Pete, which was great. Um, yeah, and I felt like, oh, we got Albert. Albert was great. You know so what? So for those three things, I give it three fish. Three total fish. You know what? I, I And I've said this a lot that I wish we kept record of our stuff. What's our lowest rate? Have we ever given one and at one? No. I don't think we have. Have we given any of them a two? <laughs> Maybe not. How many fish in a percolator did you give this episode? I would give a solid 4.5 fish wow, in a percolator. Nice. I, you really I mean, like this I one. liked it as much as I liked the last episode, as much as I liked the episode before that, you know? Yeah. I thought this one was kind of a weak episode. Yeah. And, and it might be, too, that maybe, like, now that I'm reflecting upon it, maybe it was... Um, Coop was kind of out of sorts, so I well, felt he was really. Yeah. I felt like maybe the whole episode was a little out of sorts. He wasn't in his... He wasn't, like... In he wasn't zone. on his game. No, he wasn't. And, and also, I, I do think there was enough, like, kind of, like, weird, like, Twin Peaksy stuff that went on. A lot of That I really stuff, enjoy. Yeah. And I thought that, you know, things moved along just fine. You know, I guess if I had a criticism, probably, like, the Josie stuff. I'm like, yeah. what is going on? I don't know. <laughs> but, I mean, it redeemed itself because I got to look at those beautiful hands, you know? <laughs> just out of nowhere. We're all obsessed let's, with let's Josie's hands. stare at her hands. <laughs> Stare at her hands. The um, yeah, I would give it a four point five. I really awesome. enjoyed it. Yeah, did. yeah, I'm glad you liked that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we hope that you liked this episode of Same Peaks, y'all. Remember to email us mm-hmm. um, your Twin Peaks poetry, your Twin Peaks fan fiction, your Twin Peaks tribute songs, Twin to... Peaks theories. If yes. you're watching it new with us, uh, yes. Tess checks all the uh, the um, episodes. Or she checks all the emails so you don't have to worry about spoilers because I won't be reading them. That's yeah. right. You mm-hmm. can you can say whatever you want to me. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please consider subscribing to us on whatever you're listening to and giving us a comment 
um, and a rating. We yeah, prefer we, that you rate with your heart. We love to read your reviews, preferably positive ones. We do. But uh, you know what? You gotta, you gotta be you. You gotta, you be gotta be you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Got, just do you and, you, and you know what? do us a song. In our last episode, our friend Chris Lozenge, yeah. told me I've been saying lozenges wrong because yeah. I'm saying lozengers. Yeah. Um. You know what, Chris? I really appreciate you not giving us one star. I mean, this is this sounds really silly, but it's true. I appreciate you not giving us one star for me saying that wrong. And thank you very much for emailing us in and let me know. Now yeah. I know. Because that's something someone could have done if they wanted to, you know? They could have. Yeah. 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 Yep. So e- uh, email samepeaksyologygmail.com. Leave us a, uh, a rating. Feel yeah. free to subscribe to us. Also, follow us on Twitter to see that mug. Yeah. Um, Oof. Prepare yourself. Don't let your don't look at the mug when your parents are in the room with you. Okay. The um our Twitter handle is at same team y'all. Yeah, and we have another podcast. Uh, like we mentioned, it's a little on hiatus. It's right on now, hiatus, but you it's... can listen to the backlog. They're all great episodes. Yeah, yeah. In my opinion. <laughs> In my unbiased opinion, you're like at least fifty percent of each episode is good. The uh, thank you so much for listening, friends. You are as beautiful as a hot cup of coffee. So hot, hot, oh, hot. What are you gonna write your fan fiction about? Oh, jeez, I don't know. They have to just be short fan fictions. You know, we're busy people, so yeah. I'll think of something. Okay. <laughs>